Hey guys, surprise! Welcome to a true crime paranormal pop-up. This is something new that we're going to be doing periodically. You'll just see me or Katie pop in during the day at some point if we have something we want to talk about or share with you. Now, I am a die-hard true crime fan. You know it. I have been for most of my life. I know lots of you are as well. But I have to tell you that one of my absolute favorite areas of true crime is dumb criminals. So today we are going to be talking about dumb criminals. And we're going to be talking about some of the, the these ones are not from the U.S. So I'm going to do some different ones for you at different times. But this one um I found some really fun stuff here to share with you. I would love also if you wouldn't mind sharing with us some fun true crime, uh, you know, dumb criminal stuff too. If you, you know, if you know of some, if you have a story from your area, there's a particular story from my area that I'm going to research and share with you next time I do a pop-up that is honestly one of the funniest true crime stories I know. But today, what I've prepared for you are some true crime stories from outside the U.S. where some criminals, well, let's just say that maybe they should pick a new vocation because they are not super dumb. They are not super good at being criminals. They do dumb stuff that gets them caught. So here we go with some of my favorite dumb criminal stories. So let's start with Andrew Hennels. He was from the U.K., and he posted a photo of a knife on his Facebook page. And he also posted this message, doing.tesco.over. So he literally posted the weapon and his intention to rob a Tesco on his Facebook page. And then, you know, of course, he did do that. And the police caught him 15 minutes later. He had uh, the knife with him that was in the Facebook post. He also had 410 pounds in cash that he had stolen from the Tesco. So as you can imagine, he was jailed immediately. I mean, seriously, do people actually think that, uh, you know, law enforcement aren't going to look or pay attention or notice if you um, post on your Facebook page, you're about to go rob a store and you actually post the weapon you're going to use? I mean, seriously, it's not that I want criminals to be smarter. But these guys, I mean, come on, get a new, get a new job, get a new job, dude. You don't know what the hell you're doing. OK, so let's talk about this guy. They call him the Goldilocks burglar. This is uh, Lucas Chwinowski, and this was also in the UK. So this couple from Lancashire, um, they come home from a holiday. This is in 2014, <laughs> and they discovered Lucas fast asleep in their freaking bed. So this was Martin and Pat, Pat Dyson, and, and they were rather amazed because not only was he asleep in their bed, he had done their dishes and he had washed his underwear there and he had even bought some groceries. So he'd really just settled in to live in their house. Uh, Pat said that their house wasn't super tidy when they left. But uh, when they came back, it was actually quite a bit better. <laughs> I guess he did actually burn up an old saucepan. But Pat said, ah, that happens. She wasn't too concerned. He did admit to the burglary and was given a two-year conditional discharge. I kind of think that might be like probation here in the U.S. And he had to pay uh, 200 pounds in uh, court fees. Uh, so seriously, 
and fell asleep in their bed. But this one, okay, this crime absolutely takes the cake for me. This was a couple of Welsh tourists and they were in Australia. This was in 2012. And uh, they got really drunk. This was Rice Owen and Carrie Mules. And they broke into the SeaWorld at Queensland's, Queensland's Gold, Gold Coast in Australia. I guess they swam with the dolphins by themselves. You know, not dangerous at all. And they let off a fire extinguisher in the shark enclosure. And then they stole Dirk. Dirk was a penguin. Okay. They stole him. When they woke up, they were all hung over and discovered they had a penguin in their apartment where they were staying. <laughs> that would be a little bit of a shocker to wake up to. I think so. So they um, tried their best. Not good. Um, to feed him and take care of him. They put him in the shower because they just weren't sure what to do with him. Later, they did release Dirk into a canal, you know, because that would be a safe place for a penguin. Fortunately, someone saw them do this and immediately called the police. So they were fined a thousand Australian dollars and uh, they were told that they should maybe drink a little less vodka. And Dirk, fortunately, was rescued and returned to SeaWorld unharmed. But I have to say that uh, he had quite a story to tell to his friends. Because <laughs> I don't think any penguin has ever been on quite an adventure. Now, here's another one that, okay, this kills me. So this man was suspected of arson and vandalism. And this was in Ohio. Oh, so this one is in the U.S. actually. Um, and he did not like the picture of him that the police put out saying that they were seeking him. You know, this is a wanted person. So he texted the police a photo of himself, a better one, looking, you know, cooler with his sunglasses on in his car. And said, here's a better photo. That one is terrible. He also called in and spoke to a local radio station and said, man, they just did me wrong. They put a picture out there that made me look like I was a Thundercat or James Brown on the run. I can't do that. Uh, his name was Donald Chip Pugh. And so the police department did respond to his text with the uh, photograph saying, uh, we thank him for being helpful, but now we would appreciate it if he would just come speak to us. He was later arrested in Florida. Imagine being so vain that when you are wanted by the police for vandalism and arson that you send them a better picture to use while they're looking for you. <laughs> that just <laughs> blew me away. Okay, I have another one for you. This is just bizarre. Okay, this is uh, an Afghan Taliban commander who gave himself up and tried to claim the $100 reward that was out there for him. So his name was Mohammed Ashan, and he was apparently a mid to low level Taliban commander, and he was suspected of organizing some attacks on the U.S. and Afghan troops in the eastern part of Afghanistan. Uh, apparently, he walked up to a police checkpoint. This was in 2012 pointed to a wanted poster that was a picture of him and asked for the $100 finder's fees. <laughs> um, apparently, the authorities were just kind of at a loss. Uh, but one of, the, uh, one of the police officers said, well, clearly this man is an imbecile. 
Um, obviously, I guess he wanted the hundred bucks, even if he had to also serve the time. I don't know if a hundred dollars is worth going to, you know, I don't know. Guantanamo Bay <laughs> doesn't really seem like it to me, but hey, the guy needed the hundred bucks. Have you ever heard of a robber using a cucumber in a black sock as a gun? Yeah, I hadn't either. Till Gary Ruff, he was brandishing the vegetables. So he had this, he had a cucumber inside a black sock and he was brandishing at a female worker in a store and demanded cash. Uh, she said no and was immediately pinned down by a police officer and arrested. He did initially tell the police it was all a joke uh, before he said, am I going to jail for this? <laughs> I don't know if he thought that if you just threatened someone with a cucumber when trying to burglarize them, that then it wasn't really a crime. I don't know. Uh, he did, in fact, uh, go to jail for assault with intent to rob. So, you know, there's a there's a little tidbit for you. If you want to uh, rob a store, it is still a crime if you use a cucumber and a black sock as your weapon. Who knew? Okay. Oh, <laughs> I've seen this several times. People on the run who are taunting the police on Facebook. This happened uh, with Logan James. And he was wanted for breaching his pr prison relief release terms. So like parole violation here in the U.S. sounds like he had been serving a sentence for wounding a fray, common assault and being in possession of a knife. So it sounds like he stabbed somebody. He said um, on a post on Facebook that the police had made saying, we're, you know, here we are. We're looking, we're appealing for information about this man. If you know him, please let us know. We're trying to find him. So he commented as himself, you know, as you do? I don't know. And said, ha ha, catch me if you can. Won't see me slipping. Uh, <laughs> he told the news agency later, I've been walking around your home, so they're not trying too hard to catch me. Um, he was caught later that day. And the police did thank him for drawing attention to our efforts to return him to prison. <laughs> what did he think would happen, right? Okay, so here's another one. This is in Ox Oxfordshire. Um, James Allen <laughs> removed his balaclava. The balaclava is like a black face mask. Um, then he fell over a drinks display and spilled it and fell down. And then he couldn't open the door to get out and because he was pushing it instead of pulling it. <laughs> so the woman he had just held up with a toy gun, no less, had to come and open the door for him so that he could leave. <laughs> Oh, dude, you are so bad at this job. You really need some employment counseling. Uh, he had also tried to rob this same shop 10 days earlier. Uh, <laughs> he has had no particularly fixed address. They didn't know where he lived. But they did find him and was sentenced to 10 years in prison for this offense. Because not only did he do it twice, he also was on video the entire time. <laughs> And he also served two years for possession of a firearm or imitation firearm. So here's another little tip we are learning from our dumb criminals. Cucumber in a sock still counts as a weapon. Toy gun still counts as a weapon. Good to know. See, we're learning here. We're learning. Oh, my gosh. This one kills me. Okay. This is Christopher Badman. 
And he put a grocery bag over his head as a disguise when he was burglaring a hotel during the Elvis Presley convention at this hotel, just in case you were wondering. Unfortunately, though, CCTV actually caught him taking the bag off from his head and looking at the camera. So he didn't actually keep it on long enough. Maybe that was because he was suffocating in the bag. I don't know. Doesn't seem like the best mask. Uh, <laughs> he did end up admitting to the burglary and was ordered to pay costs and was in some big trouble. So uh, that one just kills me because, you know, if you're going to wear the bag on your head, you got to keep it on the whole time or it doesn't work right like that. See? Um, oh, this one, Dean Smith. He was what you might call an aspiring bank robber. I wouldn't call him an actual bank robber because the dude is dumb. So he goes into the local branch of his bank. This is in Wales to change his address. So he updates his address, then apparently notices the cash the tellers have in their tills there in the bank. So about half an hour later, he comes back wearing sunglasses and socks over his shoes. This is his disguise. And uh, <laughs> tried to hold up the teller. Uh, the teller said, nah, sorry, I know who you are. I'm, I'm not playing this game. And so he ran away, but the police didn't have any trouble um, tracking him down because he had just updated his address at the bank. And so they knew exactly where to find him. He did later say that uh, what he had done was very stupid. Yeah. <laughs> because, well, it was. Let's see who else. Oh, this is in Pretoria, South Africa. This is such a great one. This man, uh, I don't think it gives his name. It doesn't. Um, this was in Pretoria, South Africa. He broke into a car and then the auto lock system in the car engaged and locked him inside. So he was trying to steal the car, got locked inside and was stuck in the car. Apparently he was stuck in the car for an hour and a half and there were people uh, passing by pointing and laughing at him because they'd figured out, you know, what was going on here. Eventually the owner returns to the car and yells, what are you doing in my car before unlocking it? And that is when the officers took him into custody for, you know, attempted car thief, car theft. Oh my goodness. Sometimes I just really question what people are thinking. Okay. Last one. This is Ashley Keast. And this is a fabulous one because again, dumb. So Ashley was robbing a house. He stole a SIM card and used it to put it in his phone and used it to snap a self-portrait inside the house that he was stealing from. So he then posted the picture on WhatsApp. But what he didn't know is when he sent it on WhatsApp because of the SIM card he was using, it sent that picture to the victim's work colleagues, their coworkers. So it must have gone to some kind of a group chat. So he it's a picture of him standing in this person's house. So they, of course, immediately, you know, call the police and let this person know someone's in their house robbing it. The police did find him um, at his home later that day with a stolen Rolex, Rolex watch that was worth 4,000 pounds that he had hidden behind the radiator. And he, of course, did go to jail for that. He took a picture of himself committing the crime. I mean, how could he not go to jail for that? So 
Uh, that, those are my stories for today. I'm going to continue to bring you dumb criminal stories, but please feel free. Go to truecrimeparanormalpodcast.com to suggest cases and suggest me some dumb criminal cases and I'll look into them for you and talk to you about them because I love them. They're hilarious. They really make me crack up. And I also really think that um, I love that they're solved. I love that they're generally not murder and mayhem kinds of cases. Like I love true crime, but you know, doing a lot of true crime research can kind of take you down a little bit. We have to be a little careful about not getting too deep into it. And so true crime cases always do that for me. So that's one reason why I love them. So certainly share them with me. And yeah, Cranky says social media solved the case again. <laughs> Just want to say hi to Cranky and RJ and Carolyn. Thank you guys for joining me live. You'll be finding me probably on Tuesdays and Thursdays doing uh, a pop-up of some sort where I'm going to bring you something fun and interesting. Just, you know, give us something new to do. So thank you all so much for joining me. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can always like and subscribe there as well. We also love comments and reviews. True Crime Paranormal is hosted by Katie Weaver and Christy Brower and produced by Christy Brower. True Crime Paranormal is a short girl productions podcast.